Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is Samantha, and today we're talking about self care. Yes, we are. We're talking about the next 90 days and what are you doing in your life to improve your self care. And right now, we've been discussing a book called The 90 Day Life. And The 90 Day Life talks about breaking your life down into 90 days and the habits and behaviors you want for that 90 days. And I find this book to be very enlightening um, and a great resource for planning some changes in my life because we've got, we've all got a lot going on right now with COVID and lockdowns and healthcare and I mean, everything and anything you could think of, we've got a big change in our world. And I think that the thing that will get each of us by in these changes is self-care and changing our definition of what that means. So I used to think that self-care was this whole go to the spa, this, that, and the other. It's not. It's doing the dishes. It's taking a shower. It's brushing your teeth. Self-care is the act of taking care of yourself. And right now we need that to the extreme. Let me tell you. So we've been looking at Dr. Faber's book, The 90 Day Life, and discussing how that fits into self-care. So This chapter, chapter one of section one, section one is about reflection, reflection, discovering who you are now and who you want to become. Reflection is being able to look in the mirror at yourself and say, this is what's going on. But when I see reflection, when I think about reflection, I think of two aspects of reflection. There's the internal aspect of what do I value? What are my beliefs? What is it that that inside makes me happy? But then there's also the reflection of what's happening what's happening externally. You know that what is my husband supporting me in? What is my parent saying what is what are my other parents saying what are my friends saying what's my community supporting me in you know what are the social expectations I have socially expected that this cat is going to not attack me but she is so our social expectations aren't always what we want them to be so when we do reflect when we do look at what's going on. We have to look at two parts. We have to look at internal reflections and external reflections. Um, You know, that being said, a lot of our time is scheduled for us. You know, we have work is scheduled for us. You know, somebody else defines where we go, what we do. And so our free time, our quote unquote free time, 
you know, that our kids haven't scheduled for us or that our spouse hasn't scheduled for us or that work hasn't scheduled for us or that church hasn't scheduled for us or that our racquetball club hasn't scheduled for us or our speech club hasn't scheduled for us. You know, it's we have so many things that pull at us. So our little free time is precious. Time keeps going. (laughs) whether we decide to honor it or not, it's always there. It doesn't come back. We can go get more food. (laughs) We can go decide to sleep. We can replenish our energy, but we can't get back our time. I've got a dax attack going on. I have a beautiful little bangle and she is deciding that this is the time to play with me. Anyways. So when I was working hospice many years ago, the regrets I heard were I didn't spend enough time doing and then filling in something that they thought that they should have done more of. I didn't spend enough time with the animals. I didn't spend enough time with my kids. I didn't spend enough time helping my community. I didn't spend enough time creating art. Those are all things I've heard in my lifetime. They regret wasting their time on things that didn't matter. On work that left them unfulfilled. On fighting with spouses and not working to create a better relationship. Wasting time being angry. Oh, I had a friend that, oh man, she she explained that to me once and... That has stuck with me. Oh my gosh. Stuck with me. Stuck with me. How you can become addicted to those hormones of anger. And your body just goes there so fast. And you have to really be present and mindful not to do that. And she worked so hard. And she went from being angry to creating meaningful relationships with her family. And it created so much joy in their home. But the question for you is how are you spending your time right now? What emotions are you spending your time in? What activities and behaviors are you being intentional in your life? Or are you letting life place its intentions on you? Are you creating your life or are you letting everyone else just tell you what to do and how to do it? And yeah, because when you learn to leverage your time and create your life versus life just pushing you around and you embrace time and you understand time, you're going to stare time in the face and you're going to soak up every minute of it. You learn to truly be present. And it makes a huge difference when you can truly be present. And when you learn to spend time the same way you spend money with precision and focus, knowing why you're doing what you're doing and when you're going to do it and mastering time. So we, together with this book, 
are going to explore this principle of leveraging time. And she says it's the cornerstone of rebuilding your life in 90 days. And there's a principle that you have to embrace called impermanence. I-M-P-E-R-M-A-N-E-N-C-E. Impermanence. Impermanence. Impermanence, not lasting, not durable, not permanent. Nothing in life lasts. It might be there for a long time. It might be there for a short time. Whether it be people, jobs, homes, opportunities, money. It all changes. We can't go back. There's no time machine, sorry. If there was, it'd be too expensive and Elon Musk wouldn't let us use it. <laughs> um, you can't go back and repeat a moment. Even if you did go back, all you could do is watch yourself have it. It's called a memory. We relive in our minds, no matter how vividly we can. It's still just a moment that's gone in a memory. Life it's not permanent. We know that the most permanent thing in life is death. Unfortunately, lives end. The thing in the middle that matters is what we do with it. What we do with the time we're given. You have a choice. You can either... Take it for granted that you're going to have all the time in the world. You know, we see this with teenagers. They think they are just invincible and unstoppable. And that they have all the time in the world. By the time most people get to the point that they're choosing to make the most of time, they are too old to do the things they wanted to do. For the most part. It's interesting when you meet somebody who's had a near-death experience. NDEs, I studied NDEs for a while. and When you meet somebody who had an NDE, you can always tell there's something different about them. They make the most out of everything in their lives. They don't want to waste a thing. They don't want to waste time. They don't want to wa- I mean, they can't stand when people waste time. They have purpose and they have intent. And man, when you choose that as a daily practice, as a way of life, it is powerful. Very powerful. Otherwise, you know, you, you, days, weeks, months can just go by. And you just look back and go, oh, where'd the time go? I meant to do this. I meant to do that. 
And it's so easy, especially when we're in crisis, when we are working hard to try to get through something like not enough money or not enough time or not enough something, when we feel we're lacking, when we're trying to chase good things in our lives, it's very easy to get stuck and to let life run you instead of you run life. And to waste time ruminating on, oh my gosh, I didn't do this or this isn't going my way. Instead of slowing down and reflecting and looking at what you can create, what intentional activity you can create with your time so you feel complete with what you're doing. To, to create a life where you can go to bed every night feeling complete in what you made of the day that's behind you. Instead of ruminating and lamenting, oh my gosh, I didn't do this, I've still got that to do, blah, 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 blah. And trust me, right now we are in the middle of packing, we don't know when we're moving, we are just, wow. And every day it's like, I didn't get this finished, I didn't get that finished, you know. And we have to stop and say, wait, this is what we did get finished. This is how much close we are to the goal. And we're going through everything and purging and packing and anything that's not absolutely essential is either going away or going in a box. And it's a very interesting intentional activity. And it's actually creating a lot of joy, letting go of things we don't need, evaluating things, reflecting on things. Why do we have this? Where did we get it from? What are we going to do with it? We're not going to do anything with it. Uh, let's get rid of it. Is this something we want? Is this, is this part of us that we want to take with us? Or can we let go of this and start something new? Get something different? You know? Um, it's, it's very powerful. So when impermanence, even impermanence in where you're living, stares you in the face, you know, things like a diagnosis, a loss of a loved one, you know, even moving. It changes our perception of time. Like I said earlier, when you're blessed with a second chance, your perspective on life completely changes. You have the chance. Every day when you wake up, you have the chance to choose. Am I going to be intentional in my life? Or am I going to let life run me? Are you going to choose to be intentional? And you make your life. Are you going to choose what to do with your time? And think about how you're spending it. So you can make the most of it. So I want to talk about this question. 
am I truly happy? Don't analyze what happiness is. Please don't analyze what happiness is. And as we go through, we're going to talk about what is happiness. We're going to talk about things like joy and gratitude and savoring and bliss and awe and all of these emotions that are created. There's a a place in California, it's called the Visitor's Center at the LDS Temple in Oakland, California. I do not know if it's open right now, but it was open when I was younger and I lived there. And there was this room. The room was completely black. The floor was black. The ceiling was black. It was like, it seemed like a 20 foot ceiling. It probably wasn't that high, but it seemed like it. Everything was black. And then on it was painted the most beautiful scene of the cosmos. Now, the closest thing I can get to that now is that I have VR. I love VR. I'm kind of a gamer. And when I am finished with this move, I am looking forward to gaming every day for at least a week straight. (laughs) Um, But there is, there are a few games where you can either fly or you can be in the middle of the universe. That's the closest I've gotten to this. But this room, the way it was designed, it just is just this awe-inspiring, fantastic experience where you see the entire universe spread out in front of you. And they did it with like black lights and all this. It's, it's really amazing. And they close the doors and you have this experience. And I would go there every single week that I could because it reminded me of how important I am in all of this, in all of what's out there. I am important, just as important as you are. And you are just as important as I am. And that is awe-inspiring for me. So when I sit there and, and think about the experience, I think about the experience and I feel the experience. I don't analyze the feelings. If I analyze the feelings, the feelings go away. Because then I am in this cold state of analysis. And instead, I want to remember the feelings. And I am very practiced at flipping back and forth now. But when you're learning this, you know, you don't want to just analyze. You don't want to say, oh, is that what gratitude feels like? No, you just want to say, wow, I feel really grateful. So am I truly happy? Says when I think about my life overall, how happy am I? Then you can kind of break it down into, am I happy in my relationships? Am I happy financially? Am I happy health-wise? Am I happy with my fitness? And kind of break it down that way. But that overall, am I truly happy? And that's an important question because that's kind of the next step in reflection.
am I truly happy? (laughs) Within that question, Dr. Faber talks about a second question. And this question is kind of the nitty gritty. It's that intention question. Am I truly happy with how I'm spending my time? Oh, time, that thing. If you can say yes to, am I truly happy? And am I truly happy with how I'm spending my time? Then you're going to have one happy, fulfilled life. One that you can look back on at any moment and feel really good about. But let me tell you, people, this takes practice. It takes a reinvention of yourself and the way you're approaching your life. It means getting rid of the clutter and the distractions and evaluating what you do with your time, with this truly valuable commodity. And people don't do this because it's like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. I don't want to do that work. It's too big. So here's the thing. You can either look at this, even if you have to break it down into pieces, or you can run away from it and continue letting life run you. So that's it. It's a choice. I mean, it defines you. It defines how you look at life and the time you're given is this choice. If you were to choose to live your life every day to the fullest so that you had no regrets tomorrow, how would that change your life? What if you could say yes to yourself? Instead of being afraid, oh my gosh, I'm always late, I'm always this, I'm always like like that. What if you could be more intentional with your time and embrace your time? Fall in love with every day instead of waiting for weekends and vacations. You want to live your life every day so it feels like a vacation. Not because, you know, you, you aren't working. I mean, that's not the intention here. What if you could... Okay, I'm going to talk to the people that are like, oh my gosh, you are so talking about rich white people stuff or rich whatever people stuff because, you know, we we like to throw that around right now. We're, We're big into all that stuff. So what if it wasn't about how much money you had? What if I told you that once you hit about $60,000 a year, and with inflation, this might come up higher, but right now it's about $60,000 for a family of two. Once you hit $60,000 a year, the amount of money you make that you bring in every year doesn't really affect your happiness as much as a lot of other things. Ooh, chills. (sighs) You can live your life every day. You can enjoy your job. You can live with intention every single day. You can change your mindset to get to instead of have to. You can create amazing relationships with people, no matter how much money you have. And you can increase your happiness. 
It does not matter who you are, where you are, what's going on. You can increase your happiness. And let me tell you, when you increase your happiness, you increase your opportunities. Because people don't like to be around grumpy people. People that complain. People like to be around happy people. And once the honeymoon's over from your work or whatever, and people go, oh my gosh, this is who you really are. Oh, wow. I really hope you're a happy person. And they go, wow, I really love being around this person. Because that opens you up to opportunities, to moving up the ladder, to making more money, to having more responsibility. But if all you're doing is grumping around and shirking responsibility, oh, it's not my fault. Oh, I didn't do it. Man, that is not being intentional. That is very much just letting life run you and you saying, oh, it's everybody else's fault. Can't do that. You've got to take responsibility for yourself and for your actions. I mean, obviously, things happen that are out of our control. But what you do about it is totally within your control. It's a dance, a beautiful dance. So when I say live your life every day so it feels like a vacation, I am not talking about don't work. I'm not talking about somebody else taking care of you. Okay? Because when you choose to love what you're doing, not do what you love, but love what you're doing. Okay? Whatever it is, every single moment, you change your life. change it. Time and being intentional with that time is actually your best friend. It's going to be your motivator, your partner in this crazy journey called life. And the journey, that's where the happiness is. If you let yourself be vulnerable in this journey and open to the reflections that are coming back to you about your internal and your external that you're going through listening to this podcast, or if you go grab the book, man, that that's going to make a huge difference. When you hear the talk, when you hear the clock ticking and you say, wow, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. And it wakes you up to appreciate things like your surroundings, the opportunities you have. And you choose to use that time to create activities that give you joy. You know, tasting the impermanence of time means that you embrace the freedom of, I only have right now. And it is freedom. I mean, it's how you look at it. Are you going to look at it as, oh, I only have this much time. I better hurry up. Or, wow, I have this time right now. How am I going to use it to the best of my ability? That's a gift. That's a gift. Impermanence creates an urgency. And how you use that urgency to create intention is entirely up to you. (coughs) Excuse me. But now is your chance 
to think about what it is that you want to do that you've been putting off, that you're making excuses about, that you're letting your fears stop you from doing it, you know, that you're allowing it to be a stressor versus something that will buoy you up, that your thoughts and circumstances are holding you back from. Right now is the chance to do those things. So, to begin making impermanence a habit, Dr. Faber has some questions. Question one. What are the things in your life you've been taking for granted because they're always there? (coughs) Excuse me. I would also say, who are the people in your life that you've been taking for granted because they're always there? Those, Those people, we are social creatures and we really, really need people. Question two. Okay, and pause the recording. Write this stuff down. I would highly advise you to pause the recording, write this stuff down, or pause it and really think about it and talk about it out loud with someone. Okay? Text somebody about it. Ask them, what are the things in your life you've been taking for granted because they're always there? Or who in your life do you feel like you take for granted because they're always there? Okay, that's question one. Question two. What have you putting... What have you been putting off in life because you tell yourself, I'll get to it later, even though it's something that's important to you and what you want to do? What have you been putting off? This podcast was something I was putting off, okay? I'm to this, I'm to that, it's to this, it's to that. Yeah, I made a million and a half excuses, but here I am. Now I'm doing it, even if nobody ever listens to it. I'm doing it, and I feel good about it, okay? So what about you? What are you putting off? What are you saying? Oh, I'll get to it later. Even if it's decluttering your pantry or cleaning your bedroom or making your bed. What is it that makes you happy? Even something small. You know, learning to cook better. um, Learning about health. Learning about fitness. Taking a fitness class. What are you putting off? What in your self-care routine? And yes, I'm going to go back here. I I go back here. This is my thing. What in your self-care routine are you putting off? Are you putting off brushing your teeth? Are you putting off brushing your hair? Oh, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. It's, it's just stop for a second. Slow down. We're going to talk about the urgent important later, but that's that's something is this urgent is this important well if it's important and it makes you feel good do it okay question three how would your life be different if you acted like today what's the last opportunity you had to do those things the last chance the last chance to say i love you the last chance to do whatever And, you know, she talks about your last day, but having done hospice and having watched people who lose their abilities, you can live a lot of life and still not be able to do the things you want to do. A lot can be stolen from you. 
So while you have the ability to do these things, how would your life be different if you acted like today was your last opportunity to do them? The last chance you get to do those things. Those are the things you have the opportunity to bring into your life. To stop putting who you are and what you want on the back burner. And to seriously change your life. That's it for today, folks. I am so glad you were able to join me. I really hope that you look at your life, your internals and your externals, and you start to reflect. It doesn't have to be huge reflections. You don't have to sit down and write a novel about it. Of course, you know, that can be very cathartic, but just start looking at, is this something I want in my life? Am I being intentional with my time right now? And I would challenge you find something like the randomizer. There's apps that give you random time. I use one called bell meditation. And in fact, it should go off pretty soon here. Um, and it just reminds you, you hear the sound and go, am I being present? And am I being present? And am I being intentional with my time? Just to kind of give yourself a clue of what you're doing and how you're doing it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about chapter two in reflection. And I hope this is like a cool, really nice, you know, personal book club for y'all and that you're getting something out of it. I really would encourage you to go buy the book. And I'm working on getting a link up on my website for it. And, or at least I think it's on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have a Kindle or an Amazon account, go check it out. And read along with me. Awesome. Maybe I can even get Dr. Faber on my podcast. That'd be awesome. All right. Until then, have a joyful day and practice some extreme self-care. We'll talk to you later.